It's a me, Adimo. Wahoo! <laughs> What's up, y'all? Welcome to Requiem for a Tuesday. We have a very exciting episode to get into. Spoiler-filled frenzy coming your way in just a few moments. First, let's get to the plugs. You already know the drill. Rate, review, and subscribe to Requiem for a Tuesday. Hit that follow button. Give us five stars. Do all the good stuff. Share with your friends or people you follow but don't know. It's more likely. How many friends can anyone really have? Am I right, everybody? Uh, Get the merch, rfat.bigcartel.com. Microwave Minutes. Justice's show, new episodes coming sporadically to a podcasting platform near you. And Multiplex, we are re-releasing our first ever album on its seventh anniversary, April 29th. Uh, Finally, a streaming release will be available everywhere. By the time we got music on streaming, that thing had been long lost, so it's coming back. Uh, everything linked in the description below, linktree slash rfat. You can follow me on Instagram at adam.rfat. That's R-F-A-T. Thanks for tuning in. Looking forward to all those new subscriptions we're going to get from this effective advertisement. All right. We got a lot to get into today, mostly because... You know, y'all saw the title. I thought we were just doing the Super Mario double feature today. But of course, of course, they did it. They fucking did it. I can't believe it. Logan Roy is dead. Episode three. Even I didn't see it coming, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, They fucking got us. They nailed it. The show just keeps getting better and better. And you're like, how can you one-up something that's this fucking good? And they're like, I will fucking put my dick in your mouth and show you just how good it feels. I... My jaw was on the floor. I don't know what to say. I just kept going. Are they really doing this right now? Even when I tried to do the predictive episode, I was like, I would like it if they killed him early and really switched things up. Even then, never thought it would be this early. Fuck. Fuck. They did it. And maybe the most effective, I mean, here's the thing. Recency bias is definitely in full swing here, but also like maybe the most effective death in history of entertainment. Like, could it get more real? They're at Connor's wedding. Shiv's getting calls from Tom. You know, the regular flow of the show is happening. They're trying to make a deal. Who's on whose side? It's all your beautiful succession elements. Something's going to come to blows. All of a sudden, Tom's calling Shiv. She keeps rejecting it. She's like, we're here to make deals. and We're making moves. We're at the wedding. Whatever. And then he calls Roman. And it's just all of a sudden, it's just like he's dead. And it's... It's fucking brilliant. It's fucking brilliant. Because um, they don't show it. So you're like, wait, what's really going on here? Is this some kind of really creative play? They're not showing Logan at all in any way. So it's like, is he going to like show up on the boat? Is he not even on the plane? Is that the twist this is going for? It's all very disorienting. And it makes sense. Because if you just if you just get a call, right? You're like, oh... My cousin's calling me. What's he want? Whatever. And it's like, oh, dude, your mom's in the hospital. And you're like, wait, wait, wait. Like, what's going on? Like, she's fine, though, right? What'd she do? Like, break her arm? That would be bad. That's as far as I'll jump when it comes to bad. 
You know, and it's like, no, no, no. Like, you're not listening to me. Like, you need to get here. Like, you need to drop whatever's going. You know what I mean? And things get real really quickly. And boy, did everything get very real for everybody immediately. And everybody remains so true to their character. I can't even begin to express how impressive these performances are because they're all very guarded people with sure you like broadly know who they are right they're all broken but you don't know why right so it's fucking roman is broken because he was vaguely abused certainly neglected has sexual stuff they've kind of abandoned that for this season uh but very clearly like always bends at the knee for Logan, like breaks to whatever he wants. And the one day, the one time he stands up to his dad, kind of, he does, he fires Jerry against all things that he wants to do and then calls his dad and is like, yo, what the fuck is this? Like he couldn't handle it anymore. He's like, this is where I draw the line. And then his dad dies, so it fucks him up even more. And then, You know, Kendall, obviously, drug addict, a million things, killed somebody, a a ton of problems, the most well-documented of all. And Shiv clearly needs her dad's approval more than any of them because of what her mother did to her. And again, just not enough details, really. But you piece everything together and you know enough about all of them and how they act in certain situations. And overall point being... The characters are, it's just true to their nature how each one of them responds. I mean, Shiv is a fucking mess immediately as she discovers it. It's like a, per. it's, um, it almost comes off like selfish at first. She's like, no, I can't have this right now. Like, no, no. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't acceptable to her. I don't know how to explain it, um, but just absolutely jaw-dropping how everyone responds. And frankly, like, Kendall lets out the little smile. Uh, Connor is like, a wait. Both Roman and Shiv are just puddles, and Connor and fucking Kendall seem to kind of find a little bit of peace out of it and maybe they I think Kendall is the most like I'm not gonna show anything here because I know that ultimately I have the most realistic chance at getting something out of this and I don't think that he cares as much and Connor certainly doesn't they're both kind of just like cool let's move on uh Connor immediately continues with his wedding you know is that he has the healthiest response of all, I would say, given just how fucked their entire family family dynamic is. And, you know, I did. Where's it going to go now? Who knows where it's going to go? Because there's a million plot lines that are clearly going to open up. I mean, there's still the entire presidential campaign aspect of this story, which knowing the show, again, could be one episode could be the whole arc the rest of the way uh who's gonna side with who what's gonna happen with what still ultimately no idea and even less of a direction than before uh and i just think there's a lot less pressure on them to really stick the landing in terms of like having some great finale because now Point being, that finale is now completely different than anyone had pictured leading up to this. Whereas now they're kind of starting from a fresh slate. Like, the season kind of starts right now for the rest of the way. Like, it's a whole new art. The series kind of starts over. Because it was that loop of everything starting over. It was the way Silicon Valley went, right? No matter what, they're back at square one every time to restart. But this is a different square. This is square one A, if that makes sense. Um, man, uh, my again, like my jaw was on the floor. I just don't. 
I don't know what we did to deserve this show, frankly. I mean, just the level of execution every fucking time. Uh, I'm just very, very impressed. That's really all I can say. Uh, no idea where it's going to go. And like they. I don't know, man. Just as real as it could get. That was pure raw emotion, real reactions from everybody like. And no, no dramatic scene. They don't show what happened because nobody's there. Right? Like it, this shows about the kids. And none of the kids are there. So they, they don't get to know. You don't get to know what happened. Maybe they'll use maybe that's a tactic and they'll slowly reveal more and more. Who knows? Maybe somebody like gets a blame, you know, based on the way this show goes. They're like, fucking frame Jerry for this or something. Who knows? Um Just an impeccable, impeccable show. After recording this, I will be Listening to all the other reaction podcasts to this episode. Uh, appointment viewing doesn't even begin to describe how I feel about this show. I mean, I, I checked how much time was left and there was still 35 minutes left. And I went, thank God, there's so much left. Like, all I want in my life is to watch the rest of this show and when I realized that there was maybe about eight minutes left I was filled with dread because I knew I had to wait a full seven days to get to experience this again and now plus side to that Barry will be returning right after but I mean I mean just clearly at a loss for words Beautiful show. The Greg stuff was great with the Greglets. Kind of a callback to the Tomlets. <laughs> Which I I think that was the moment I absolutely knew I was in love with this show. Was it takes a few... You have to crack a few Tomlets. <laughs> Whatever. You have to, to make a Greg. I don't remember how that worked. Anyway... You get the idea. Shout out to Succession. I had to scream to somebody about it. Let's move on. Uh, so we're talking Mario Bros. First off, 1993, Instant Connection. Our boy, Fisher Stevens, who plays Hugo in Succession, is in... Super Mario 1993. Now, what can you say about the live-action Super Mario Bros? Widely regarded as a terrible, terrible film. Now, I'm not here to act like it's good. I would certainly say, I mean, there has been a revision, like a look back. And while it's not viewed as one of the worst films of all time anymore, uh... I would say the reevaluation's a little extreme. I, I wouldn't call this a good movie, just a not horrific disaster. I think that this is one of those things where it's like, ah, you got a lot of stuff okay here, and the direction's interesting, but the execution just leaves a ton more to be desired. Um... But I kind of remember the production value in general just to be a lot worse. And it's it's still like a quality, well-made movie. Which is usually what takes things for me to the level of like, well, this is a fucking tragedy. It's usually more of a just like, this looks like shit. Like, how did anybody even let this happen? Which... Don't get me wrong, there's plenty of how did anybody let this happen, but again, just not like visually apparent in quality. Now, this movie is like the gritty reboot of the 90s. This is like Tim Burton's Batman meets like Total Recall meets like Blade Runner. Uh, 
meets like who framed Roger Rabbit. I'm just kind of saying that because Bob Hoskins is in it, but it's just kind of like why, why I mean, why the mushroom kingdom is a dystopian thing. Like I, I don't know. I wish I could explain it. Um, But it was a bad idea for it to be this like steampunk crime ridden. It's like Hill Valley and Back to the Future 2 also like just goofy like dark futurism. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how else to describe it where it's like the eight. Like the evil 1980s where everything is extreme and crazy for no reason. But it's like it's like a steampunk. It's cyberpunk 3000 is basically how they made Mushroom Kingdom. Um, Dennis Hopper is Bowser, but he just is like a lizard guy. Essentially. They tried to make it like a realistic, like how could we make this like a sci-fi realistic idea of how this is possible? And so the general storyline is like the meteor that killed the dinosaurs created parallel universes. And in said parallel universe, the world we live in, humans were descended from apes through evolution. And in the parallel universe humans were descended from dinosaurs. So, you know, the logic isn't great right there. Uh, and of course, this parallel universe exists at a tipping point in Brooklyn. And some mobster construction project blew open the parallel dimension, the doors to the parallel dimension. Mario and Luigi are plumber brothers who, by chance, get through this. Now, there are loose connections to characters. Um, Fisher Stevens, whom I mentioned, plays somebody from the Wrecking Crew or whatever, which is a game I'm not too familiar with. A lot of Wrecking Crew references in this. Uh... They do a good job, I guess, of getting characters into the movie. You just wouldn't know it, right? Like Fisher Stevens and his brother or cousin or whoever they're playing. They're relatives of Bowser and they're like Koopa Troopa guys. But I wouldn't I didn't know them by name. I don't know if in the 90s, maybe you would know those specific characters by name. I think I'm pretty decently well versed in Mario. Uh but you never know. I mean, I, I would know more than an average random consumer who has just simply learned things about Mario. I would say that I've done some research for clarification. Uh, and they're just also not presented that great. You know? So what happens is Mario and Luigi, they're not getting jobs as plumbers. They're going broke. Luigi stumbles upon Daisy, loose Daisy. Don't love her story. We'll get into that. She's technically a dinosaur. Uh, <laughs> and she essentially wears the key that opens the portal to the Mushroom Kingdom around her neck. But the portal gets opened either way. And again, it's just a cyberpunk disaster. Listen, the plot just doesn't make sense. Mario and Luigi just go after Daisy is essentially what's happened. They end up crossing over into the Mushroom Kingdom, which isn't a Mushroom Kingdom. Uh, it's all pretty flimsy. Like... It's Daisy's dad who was converted into ooze because there's like a evolution or de-evolution 
machine, which is how people are either converted into Goombas or whatever. And then the Goombas are much larger than the people, which doesn't make any sense. Like, there's no reason why Bowser would be in charge because he's not giant. So it's just like anybody could have taken out Bowser at any point in the movie, which to me is the biggest flaw. Look, it's it's bad and you're not supposed to take it seriously. It's just like I like a lot of the skeleton is the problem. Like there's just not there's a lot of video game references by name only. I like that it's kind of live action and real but again I don't like the cyberpunk thing the the cars are kind of Mario Kart references again but like you wouldn't guess it again with the names the the power-ups are like referenced but they're not really used in the same way like there's these like rocket shoes which they made like an effort to make them very like practical and real but it's like well this makes it less like the game Everything that they do in an effort to make it, like, quote-unquote, again, quote-unquote, like, realistic just takes you further out of the ties to the video game, which is the point of the movie. And, like, again, overall, the concept is this is a parallel universe in which dinosaurs are still just people. So... It already is flimsy, you know? So it's like, well, in this parallel universe, why can't just more things be possible? Which, as we'll get into, is just done correctly in the animated movie, which is also basically just what Nintendo has made the storyline to be. Now, I didn't research the timeline of, like, when the quote-unquote official storyline has been established, right? So I don't know how much credit you can give the original movie for, like, inventing this, you know? Because this was 1993, so... The characters had been around for a while now, but there was never an official story, right? Like, in Donkey Kong, I don't believe his name was Mario... Forgive me if I'm wrong, but he had the look because it was easy to create in whatever they used to fucking create games back then. The color scheme is what it was, so he'd be easy to see, right? And then when it came to make a Mario Bros. game, like the first, first one, I believe they're like, well, it's through the pipes and it's set underground, so we'll just make him a plumber. And then in Wrecking Crew, their construction company. You know what I mean? So, like, point being, the reason Mario became just, like, a plumber was all through just, like, well, this game's about construction, and this game's about this, and this is set at a thing, and this one's set underground. So, point is, like, this guy's some kind of carpenter plumber guy just by default. He looks the way he looks, which ties into the way he looks, which we just made because it was convenient for us. And it's like, well... He has a mustache and whatever, so his name will just... You know what I mean? Like, we'll make him an Italian plumber and we'll make it set in Brooklyn because we made him American. Blah, blah, blah. Like, it, it all was just a convenient spawn off of the things that... The parameters that they had already set for themselves is my point. So then, like, when World comes in, they're just like, well, this is the expanded Mushroom Kingdom now, whatever. And there's all these other lands and whatever. So I don't know up until what point did they actually develop a canon story for any of this to be a thing and how much of it was still just like, well, we're just making video games here, you guys. You know what I mean? Like video games were still like, is this a fad <laughs> up to a certain point, right? So they weren't thinking far ahead like this. This was well out of the scope. Long story short... I just don't know how much they had to work with, so I do want to give a little bit of leeway to, like, how much of this was original and how much of this carried over. Point still being, the movie sucked. There weren't enough references to the gameplay. Uh, Mario and Luigi, specifically, are a huge 
flawed. They don't really fight very many people. There's not like platforming references even. There's and the plot that they did give you is just bad and it's slow and there's no action or anything. It's just kind of really fucking dull and a slog. And the comedy isn't funny. And <laughs> the slapstickiness when it is doesn't fit and then Dennis Hopper's really dark and it's just inconsistent in tone and theme and the entertainment is not there it just isn't there they just want this to be demolition like it's like this movie's demolition man you know you're like well this could have been a lot of things but you guys made it you guys just made all the worst decisions at all the worst points I don't to be honest, I don't. I haven't seen Demolition Man, but you know, we've all read <laughs> the stories. Anyway, so yeah, it's just like you guys just failed the execution in every way, and that's basically what the stories of production were. They're like it was a husband and wife director team, and they failed in every way along the way. But. <sighs> Like, if this were directed by Tim Burton, for example, I think that all the elements he put in, some of them still probably wouldn't have worked, but a lot more of it would have made sense. I think there were a lot of things you could have done to this movie that simply would have turned it around. You know, make the Goomba smaller, make Bowser bigger, number one. Uh, number two give the Koopas even if they're like uniforms make their armor look like Koopas in some way you know maybe they have turtle armor or maybe hey they're descendants of dinosaurs maybe they look like it in some way other than just have crazy haircuts from Back to the Future 2 uh, just give me some indication that somebody's something uh, they have all this fungus and stuff throughout the world all the time, and they keep kind of alluding to why it ultimately still doesn't really make sense. When they grab a mushroom, have them just eat them, and then it makes them faster. Do anything. Uh, when they have the rocket boot things, make them just the cape thing or the fox thing, and just make them work as they should in the game. Uh, make the cars just look like the carts. Maybe they run on mushrooms or just something weird that's different that ties it back in. Uh, when they're climbing through the prison and trying to escape, just film it two-dimensionally or from first-person perspective, but have them have, like, obstacles and jump around and do things. Uh, even when they're in combat, maybe once somebody just lands on somebody's head real quick and it's like, oh, that worked or whatever. You know, just give me references at the very least to the game that this is based on because this is trying to be something else when everybody is here to see a something, not a something else. Thank you. Um, But that's pretty much it. Like, I like the beginning when they just show Mario and Luigi. Oh, they're plumbers. They're struggling. That's interesting. He meets a girl. That's all kind of flimsy, because then they're in love by the end, but ultimately they still really just met. Uh, but the mission kind of is what it is. He has to rescue a princess from Bowser's capture, so it's like, okay, I kind of like that. Uh, could he use more Yoshi, but he's just like literally a mini dinosaur and doesn't do anything? Not great. Could have worked that out. Like, why is Yoshi a literal dinosaur, but all the Koopas are just people? I get it. People descended from dinosaurs. But again, flimsy. Just doesn't make sense. Uh, so yeah, a rough watch. It's a rough watch. It's more entertaining than you'd remember, but you know, one of the worst movies of all time, I would say no, but a huge disappointment. I would still say yes. I was hoping that it was going to be, oh man, everybody's missing out. I have all these counter arguments as to why you should like it and not really, not really. Uh, I kind of just wish we could go back and make a, f a lot of changes, but if not the overall concept, I think it could have worked 
I just think there were a million missed opportunities and a lot of either overthinking or underthinking on a lot of decisions. Uh I don't know if the goal was essentially just like we need to make this appeal to adults and that's it. And that's all the reason we're doing all of this. Um, But I mean, even like the outfits, like they don't have the right outfits on until like the end. And it was supposed to be this moment where it's like, oh, the origin is complete and they're finally suiting up in the right thing. But it's like it just didn't have that feel, you know, and there wasn't like a big suit up scene or anything like that. Again, just miss opportunities. You could have just had him wear green and red earlier. Uh, Luigi was insanely incompetent also, which I thought was unfair to him. Just a lot, a lot to be desired. Just a lot to be desired. Now, I did watch this the morning that I went to see the new animated Super Mario Brothers movie, which... I'm sure you have read about already making like $370 million globally in four or five days, like Wednesday to Sunday or Thursday to Sunday or whatever it is. Just an ungodly amount of money. I mean, kind of exactly what you'd expect. Because nothing like this has ever really happened before. And Mario truly is timeless. I guess this is proving it. Like there is an appetite. For something like this. But man. Like to just shatter records like that. I feel like the promo wasn't that heavy. To where. I don't know. I guess I just wasn't expecting it to have this great of a reaction. I assumed it would have made, you know, $500 million, like, effortlessly. Don't get me wrong. Um, Because even in the U.S., I mean, it's like breaking records. Uh, no, No doubt this would be huge in Japan, and I guess that's really it. Like, Japan, U.S. seemed like no brainer, I guess, uh, you know. It's not a surprise. I don't know why I'm trying to act like it's a surprise. Uh, that this would be popular, but record breaking didn't expect. Anyway, I was pleasantly surprised by this one. I was a, I had expressed my concerns with justice, as you may have heard last week. If you haven't, go check that episode out. Uh, some of my reservations were somewhat valid, in that. They do kind of force a lot of elements of the various Mario games into one, but I will say like 90% of it was done really well. It th- This movie kind of has the exact opposite of the live action where they were just, they put thought into translating things and they did a pretty great job overall while also making this a full-on children's movie but they pack it with the references you want could there be more sure maybe there's a bunch i missed it's not pixar level like check the background of every scene there might be a reference to something you like um But they tie the game in pretty well. I, of course, have my objections to certain things. um, And my ideas for future films, no doubt. But they kind of crushed it. They kind of crushed it. And the fact that the reviews for this aren't higher praise is kind of shocking to me. Because this is a hard thing to do. Because you have to... The goal of this is to appeal to fucking everybody. People who have loved this character since the 80s. Me, since I was born, so late 90s. I mean, there's four generations of people that have experienced different levels of Mario. Some have experienced all. Some, only some. And you're going to want to get everybody. And you're also going to want to just appeal to kids. And look, Nintendo to me, has been too committed to family everything all the time. Like, 
Can you just release Grand Theft Auto on, on your fucking consoles? Can you just have it have all the modern technology all the other ones do and just, like, also come out with cool Nintendo brand games? Like, can we have a Legend of Zelda and, like, Forza? But no, they don't want to do it. And look, everything's working out just fine for them. So they're going to be what they want to be. I guess, you know, your boy just wants to play some games. <laughs> but look, man, the movie's fun. So we're going to dive in. And there are some weird fucking parallels to the live action. Now, again, it's just because they're kind of using the true origin story of Mario, which is basically officially canon now, no matter what anybody says. I don't. I don't know if this could have gotten off to a better gotten. I don't know if this could have gotten off to a better start for me. Uh, that was some weird Boston hybrid horrible accent. Anyway, they just kind of nail it from the beginning. Uh, they explain why everybody is not in their full crazy character accent, which I do agree after thought. It would be pretty brutal to watch full dialogue in hour and a half of scenes with everybody in a completely cartoonish voice that's just used for catchphrases. I do wish it would have been a little more Brooklyn Italian-y, but it still kind of was. So I'm fine with the voices. The movie starts with them in full character voices, and they are filming a commercial. Basically, Mario and Luigi just left the wrecking crew to start their own independent plumbing business. It intros with an ad of them explaining just that. And kind of shows their family dynamic and explains the entire origin of these characters right away. And then it basically turns into Brooklyn is flooding. We're going to help. And they get sucked into the Mushroom Kingdom. Parallel world underneath Brooklyn. Parallel plot line, no doubt, executed much quicker and effective <laughs> it was great now in the 93 movie mario is dating the lady who he's rescuing in donkey kong and it's about luigi saving daisy this is obviously mario and peach he crosses over into the mushroom kingdom immediately meets toad who my this is my biggest gripe. Toad is my favorite character. Toad is supposed to be Mario's guide and friend. He's kind of just annoying. And Mario and him don't even really have a rapport or any reason to have any kind of connection. And they're just immediately tied together. And then that's kind of it. Uh, listen, not a ton of focus on plot in this movie to that level. It's moving along. It's 90 minutes. It's really fast. So, I mean, I'm nitpicking a children's animated movie for this element, which shouldn't really be there. But listen, I would have liked for that to have been done well. Uh, <laughs> next, they basically go to meet Peach. Peach then trains Mario to go on the fight because when Luigi gets sucked into the portal, he goes to Bar Bowser's realm, I guess, of the Mushroom Kingdom universe, world, whatever. Uh, he's on that continent, however you want to explain it, he's on that part of the map. Uh, so Mario needs the help of the mushroom people to get over there and get his brother back. Uh, she trains Mario how to fight on like a Smash Bros. Slash just general Mario level platforming type course, which basically is great because it both ties in those elements of the games and is also like, well, he needs to train how to fight. This is kind of his origin. This is where he would train. This could work as an army training thing, blah, 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 blah. You get the point. Point is, clever tie-in. It worked, and we go through that. Kind of a montage. The music in this movie, by the way, excellent. Little bit of 8-bit. Little bit of 8-bit converted into... Symphony, merger of both styles, very well done, loved it. Wish it was louder in the theater, frankly. Those kids would not shut the fuck up, but 
I was the adult there without children, so I'm kind of the one who can't complain there. So, (laughs) you know, it's fucking G-rated movie opening weekend. What do you expect? And then simultaneously, Luigi's just kind of held prisoner. Bowser played by Black Black Jack. Nice. Uh, Jack Black, of course, famously great suit. Jack, a little cartoonish for me, but also effective, evil, gigantic. Again, defeats the purpose of like, why is anybody listening to this guy? He just kind of sucks. Dennis Hopper, though. Love Dennis Hopper. Don't get me wrong, but just odd how that was done. But Jack Black is Bowser. Uh, the thing is, he's just like, I'm going to go marry Peach. I'm obsessed with Peach. We're going to go get married. And if she opposes, I'm going to blow up the Mushroom Kingdom because he has one of those stars, which, as you know, in the game gives you like infinite power. You're indestructible. You can run through anything and nobody can touch you and blah, blah, blah. Now, the biggest flaw of the movie is he could simply just grab it whenever and all conflict would be avoided. But again, you know, then what's the movie? So (laughs) we get it. Then they go to the Donkey Kong map. So this is like they're kind of merging into Donkey Kong country territory here, kind of combining those together. And this is where a true Super Smash Bros. things happens. And Mario has to fight Donkey Kong to prove to Cranky Kong that the monkey army should join the mushroom army to fight Bowser. Because ultimately, once Mushroom Kingdom is destroyed, he will just come for more worlds next. All very fair. Now, this stuff, it's too slapsticky, too kid-friendly for me, the way the whole Donkey Kong dynamic stuff is. He's played as kind of like a dorky guy. Now, he's done by Seth Rogen, which you would think that voice kind of makes more sense. But he acts more like Andy Samberg. Should have just been Andy Samberg, or he should have just acted a little more mature. Whatever. Again, ultimately doesn't really matter, but didn't love Donkey Kong in this one or really any of those, any part of this part. Now, the fight was great and the power-ups are there and they have like a Smash Bros. like five-minute fight scene. It's a lot of fun. Uh, There's also a weird thing. They bond over having like daddy issues, which is kind of a thing that is brought up like throughout the movie. It's a little strange. Uh, but it, I guess it kind of works for them to just have some kind of ground to like be on the same page for, uh, it wasn't necessary for Mario and Donkey Kong to have a heart to heart. They could have just like shook hands after like a tough, well fought battle, whatever. So then they fire up their Mario carts onto Rainbow Road and then they're met with the Koopas and there's kind of like a brief battle. And then everybody kind of works together and Bowser and his ship and whatever are blasted into the pipe. So then the fight spills over into Brooklyn, which again is exactly what happens in the other movie. Like, the, the worlds merge back together, and then the final fight happens in Brooklyn, and then the Mario Bros. are seen as heroes by everybody. It's the same same result. Same result. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, Bowser is too silly and not villainous enough. Uh, Toad is annoying, which bothers me personally, and those were my biggest critiques. Uh, but, you know. The children seem to really, really enjoy it, so they did the silly parts right, but I don't know. This could have been done just a tad. If this was done with, like, 15% more seriousness and, like, dramatic tension, this would have been, like, an A-plus adaptation. I'm going to give it, like, a B-minus. It's a it's an aggressive grade because I thought it was going to be terrible, to be honest, completely blew my expectations away and is like a really, really solid, good movie that I would totally rewatch again. For sure. Little nitpicky things that I already mentioned, but overall, like, 
This is as well as you could do it. Uh, especially while clearly setting up any of these possibilities. Another sequel, Donkey Kong spinoff, uh, you know, just for them to travel to more worlds now. Whatever you want the thing to be. They completely opened the door for all of that without it being too, like, cinematic universe or anything like that. Uh, just an all-around great job connecting everything together, really. You boys impressed. They kind of nailed it. Um, and then in the end, the they now know where the portal is, so Mario and Luigi have a nice little house in the Mushroom Kingdom, and they just kind of commute back and forth. Now, I would probably rather live in the Mushroom Kingdom, too, where you get power-ups and you hang out with little mushroom people who hang out, and then you're going to bang a princess who's not a little mushroom person. So, seems pretty great. And then you also, you don't have to pay for rent in Brooklyn. So, I mean, they're saving a fuck ton of money now. Their business is going to really be booming. So, all they have to do is park the van. Great stuff. Um, Yeah, a lot of potential. Luigi's Mansion's in the car. Like, every type of game or whatever is in the cards. They can go to whatever world, as many worlds in one movie introduce an infinite number of like you know what i mean as long as they don't cram too much in and again that was my concern was that they were going to cram too much in the 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 cart stuff worked the least for me because it's just like oh now all of a sudden we're just driving down rainbow road the connection wasn't really there uh the travel from the mushroom kingdom to the donkey kong kingdom again just like logistical questions but this is a completely made up fictional absurd place so it's kind of whatever you know just to be honest it opens up they're in like the winter zone with all the penguins uh and the layout just kind of instantly reminds you of adventure time and it kind of didn't uh click with me until that moment where it's like oh adventure time just ripped off super mario world Probably should have been more obvious to me at some point, but whatever. So, yeah, they a little more try to do some desert stuff at some point would be fun. Uh, a million options to come. Uh, my personal favorite of which would be a true blue, like RPG style story done in the paper mario animation and it kind of is that like old medieval lorry story time thing like lord of the rings you know but paper mario and that story or, or whichever one of the games you want to go to if not all of them uh we could even go mario and luigi partners in time which by the way they they do little baby Mario references. Man, those games were so good. Partners in Time ripped. Uh, any of the RPG storylines, whatever. But point being, it has that look and it's paced that way. And it's more of a like, we're actually going through the castles and the, there's more lore and whatever. You get the general idea of what I'm saying. Toad's kind of truly like guiding you along. And you know what I mean. And it's just done a little more high artsy, a little more uh, like Middle Earthy. You get what I mean. That's my dream scenario. Probably won't happen. Probably would end up like the tale of Despero, which should have I've talked about many times. Just an all around huge disappointment. How the animation style was completely done wrong, and just the overall tone and everything. So don't do Paper Mario unless you're going to do it right. Like I want. A more mature story for just that stuff. Uh, now, if there's a reference to it in a future Mario Bros. movie where maybe they cross over into some two-dimensional thing and it's just like a quick bit or whatever, all good with that. Um, but I, I will say, like, the one, the evolution over time of all these characters into, like, perfect 3D renders... And the style that Nintendo has continued with really did benefit them. Because these characters are animated just as they look in the newest games. I mean, uh, 
which is probably the greatest appeal of any element of the movie is really just like, oh, this is a perfect crossover. Like these characters are perfectly modeled for computer animation. And so it it, it just immediately rings as a hundred percent realistic and believable. You know what I mean? Like you almost you almost feel like you could control them and you're like in a cutscene or something. I think that holds it up the best because like I mentioned with the live action disaster. There's characters that are being referenced that don't even really make sense. I mean, like Big Bertha's just a big old black lady and it's supposed to be that fish that jumps up and bites and like catches you sometimes. But she's like helping them doesn't add up. But uh, in this one, you know, it's just direct. Like I said with the Koopas. Oh, there's a bunch of Koopas. They just have. They're just turtles, as they would be. The Goombas are the appropriate height and look as they should. You recognize everyone instantly. It just makes it a lot more effective. And you could go into this without knowing anything. Like I said, that's the beauty of them making it a little origin story thing. But it's just a really good time. It's a little dull in the middle. They get a little too jokey. But other than that, just a fun hang. Just a fun, fun hang. And like, so if they, if they go down the road of like, okay, Zelda's next, that's another scenario where it's like, well, you guys need to take this a little more seriously. Not everything can be as light and loose and whatever. My opinion, at least. Now, if you're going to all cross them over, see it. You know, like, my fear is that this will open some kind of floodgate and it'll turn into some MCU, Nintendo, whatever, where we're not going to try. And the problem is always, you just got to try. Just please make an effort to actually make it a good movie. It'll work if you hire people that do good jobs. Instead of being like, oh, what elements can we capitalize on next? You can't just check the box of who you want in it and whatever and then figure out the plot after. That's always going to fail and it will just take longer sometimes. As we're finding out with Marvel, it took 10 fucking years of shitty formulaic garbage. I just... That's my fear, is that this will be so effective and successful that they will abandon what makes it effective and successful going forward, and it will just be a capitalization. Now, this time, unlike with the live action, Nintendo was heavily involved, and they do do a really good job of safeguarding their IP and their products from, you know, whatever, manipulation and whatnot. I mean, like, to this day... When they put out a new game, it is really well thought out and usually pretty well received unless it is, you know, like a minor sub-release. But they still, they release that at the appropriate time, at the appropriate price, and they don't try to make anything seem like more than what it is. If it's a full-scale big release, they will present it as such, and the game will usually usually be really well received. A lot of alliteration there. I got nervous that I was going to stumble. So look, I didn't expect this to take a fucking hour, but it did. Thank God for Mario. I mean, I fucking love Mario. Give me a more realistic toad. I'm sorry, Keegan-Michael Key, that that's the material that you were given to work with, but it wasn't adequate. And you should press for a more realistic role next time. (laughs) Look, Nintendo, you nailed it. And right as The Last of Us just ended its run, there's without a doubt going to be a huge video game boom. Right as the comic book boom is kind of fading and losing its appeal to a lot of people, I think if one or two... I don't know if they're already in the works, so I'm assuming they are, that there's one or two more video game adaptations about to come out in the next year or two. If any of them are as large of scale hits, 
or just successes even like critically but if anything i mean obviously if anything blows up to the level of both mario and or the last of us then the video game boom is inevitable but if if the next two just do really really well or even just really high quality pieces that are not giant fucking disasters as video game adaptations usually are then we're in for a renaissance of video game adaptations that will probably it'll probably be a smaller burst but this could be what starts the trend of hey have the fucking creators involved which should always be true pretty much i mean you should have the novelist involved in your adaptation unless the true goal and you have a massive vision for it is to pivot but again, the whole vision has to be there. Not just, I want to do it, but let's make it cyberpunk. And then it's like, okay, but how? And it's just like, yeah, don't worry. Like, we'll get it there. Haven't you seen Blade Runner? It's tight. And it's like, yeah, well, can't just make everything gritty reboot and then it's good. You know, like... <sighs> No matter what, everything just becomes a parody of whatever and too many things influence it and then everybody's going to try to capitalize on stuff. So I'm sure that'll be a thing. Uh, but look, it's like we could go... As long as there's Sonic the Hedgehog, which isn't massive disappointments somehow, despite how dicey that looked when the original render showed up, those movies like did fine critically and commercially and they just kind of faded away. I'd be good with those two. I just don't want tentpole massive events and then you're sitting there disappointed the entire time. Mario did me the service at the beginning that I needed. The meta. Hey, here's why their voices are different. Hey, look. Wouldn't it be great if these guys ran a business multiple times? Uh, a Mario Brothers TV show was attempted always to horrific, horrific results. But right away, it's like, oh, there could be there could be an animated sitcom where these guys. Just do plumbing stuff. You know what I mean? Like. Maybe, like, the cold open is them ending a fight in the Mushroom Kingdom or whatever, and then they teleport back to Brooklyn because they got a bunch of work to do, whatever. Like, it only shows them in between. Kind of like there's that Star Trek show about, like, Lower Decks. I still haven't watched it because who has Paramount Plus? I mean, really. Uh, but you know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, well, here's just what happens when people are actually just working. Like, the off time of what you're actually seeing. It would work. And they put in their whole family and there could have been a great family dynamic. Like there's definitely a sitcom in there and it's just a matter of time before it unfolds. Just how many spinoffs and whatever this is going to have. Uh, but they really showed a lot of potential that I hope doesn't get squandered because not, now I'm just in the opposite boat is my point. I went in with really low expectations, thought I was going to be disappointed and... Now I see all the potential. They, So I'll just be disappointed later, I guess, is what I'm getting at. But hopefully not. Hopefully not. Hopefully they succession the fuck out of it and keep the surprises coming. Woohoo! That was exhausting. It was a wonderful hour with all of y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Rate, review, subscribe, hit that subscribe button, hit that follow button, give me five stars on whatever platform you're listening to, subscribe to it on multiple platforms, even ones you don't really open, because then, hey, my show doesn't get in the way and you never really notice. Uh, <laughs> so go ahead and do all that good stuff, help your boy out, share it, promote it for me, <laughs> get me popular, uh... Everything is linked in the description below. There's merch, my Instagram, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to look at. Check it all out, please, and thank you. We'll be back next week. Uh, hopefully, I will get out to the theaters and check out some more of these plentiful April films. Check out older episodes. 
And uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Please, please remember, I are fat. You are fat. We are fat. Let's go. That was rough, I think. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to have to play that one back. Calculator.